Welcome to the Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to number 28 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. I am Maddie Goldberg on the West Coast. Beautiful day. We're recording this a little late Friday. But the the bottom line, we'll have everything ready for you for this weekend. Because in October, there's no better sports weekends than October weekends. And I should introduce my wonderful co-host. It looks like you got a man bun going. I'm, I'm seeing you on Skype. The great Cohen Hughes. Give me your, tell, you, tell everybody who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 28th consecutive time, some of you may know me as the professional devil's advocate that I am, I cannot deny. I am Podcast Poppy, and also I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Cohen Hughes. I'm coming to you live from Smyrna, Georgia. Smyrna. About 12 miles, maybe less than that, north of downtown Atlanta. Um yeah. It's a little bit gloomy outside because, you know, fall and winter are starting to set in and uh, sure. starting to get a little bit darker lately. But traffic was fine today. I got home in like 20 minutes. So well, I'm feeling good. good. To know. I don't really care, but that's good to know. I'm happy for you. Um, I love when I make it. I love when I insult you. You like just you don't. I'm like waiting for you to insult me back. You can hammer me. Hammer me. Oh, I'll, eating, I'll hammer. You I'll eating, hammer you hard, Matty Goldberg. Are you eating lettuce? I'm eating like a little bottle cap off of like a gallon of water. You know, like a little looks like thing a you tear off. Is that like a nervous habit you got? Very. I do one every day. Are you OCD? Kinda. Uh, I was on a date last night. The girl I was with, she was a little OCD. She kept washing her hands. Germophobic. I think she got up and washed her hands like five times. It didn't really go well. It was just like, eh, you know, like she just wasn't feeling me. So. You know, you'd take a loss. You missed the first half of the games. I got home for the Red Sox celebration. Uh, I got home to watch LeBron James suck in the fourth quarter. The, though, don't get crazy. The Lakers will be fine. LeBron will be fine. It just takes time. Anything you want to start the show out with? Because now we have, I guess, basketball we have to talk about. Um. So last night's Thursday night football game was a complete and utter fucking blowout. Um. The Cardinals are kind of because I'm one of those guys who's throw the rookie in the fire, you know, let him cut his teeth in the trials and tribulations of a long NFL season. But the Cardinals are making it really, really hard for Josh Rosen to succeed. Well, he is the Hebrew Hammer. I am the Hebrew Hammer in bed, so he's the Hebrew Hammer on the field. I'm the Hebrew Hammer in the bed. He will be fine. I I actually bet on the the Broncos because. I just figured, like, when Von Miller says he's going to kick your ass, you better believe it. I, I think say, Denver, it's going to be done. Denver had a very tough game against the Rams, which is arguably the best team. So I'm like, if they played the Rams toe-to-toe, the Cardinals aren't even in the league of the Rams. So I just figured, like, Rosen would have trouble with that. The Denver defense is good. He's going to be confused. He threw a lot of pick sixes. It was ugly. Uh, even Case Keenum had a good day. Emmanuel Sanders is having a great season. And the Broncos, I don't know if they'll beat good teams, but this was a perfect matchup for them, and it was a it was a bad Thursday night game. The game's been really good, though, the whole season for the most part. 
I was about to say, and even most of Thursday night has been very good. Except and, for the uh, last two weeks. That will, and what we expect on Thursday nights is bad football because exactly. of the scheduling, logistic problems, yeah. and all that. It's a so perfect, it was a good Thursday night game in the fact that it was bad. It was a, you know, Thursday night used to be Titans, Jags. Like you always expect mm-hmm. that Titans, Jaguars, Colts like versus really, 49ers. Exactly. Like bad teams versus bad teams. But like, you know, when you get Rams, Vikings, I mean, that's a really great matchup. And, uh, it was, it was a, you know, it's football. It's still the NFL. I'm still watching. Oh, yeah, so I got no. to see the I'll second watch, half. I'll, I'll watch two NFL JV teams play if they start doing that. Exactly. I got to see the second half, and I got to see the Red Sox finish off the Houston Astros, which was surprising how fast they did it, how they just destroyed it. Mm-hmm. They didn't destroy them. They got a lot of luck. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, know if you want did. to talk about that yet, but they I, – I mean, look, I'm an old man. So I go back, I saw the ball go through Bill Buckner's legs. And I, for years, my father and I were like, the Red Sox are gloom and doom. They're always going to lose. They're always going to find ways to lose. Now they're finding ways to win. I mean, when that ball, I think it was game four, when that ball goes in the stands, I'm like, oh, that's a home run. And then I'm like, maybe they'll put uh, Altuve at second, so it'll be second and third, and Red Sox caught a break. But to call him out was insane. Um, as, as a Red Sox fan, like it's a terrible call. So, me and um, a, a, a guy that I'm friends with that I work with, his name is Jake. Jake Wharton, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, we were actually talking about it, and we actually had to pull up the rules to the game because me and him were kind of debating on whether or not it was the right or wrong call. And he was in your boat. Um, yeah. I actually think it was the right call. It's, it's a shitty call to make, and um, it's kind of ill-received because it's in the playoffs, and they only lost that game by two, so if the home run stands, it's a tie game. It changes you know. the complexion of the game. It does, it does. But based on the textbook, with no context, that was the right call to make. But I here, here, I do definitely understand the whole, yeah, like in go, the playoffs, that's the, the wrong problem. time. You can't blame the fans. It's no. a it's a ball going in the stands. Mm-hmm. They didn't go over the line. Of, co- of course, you're going try in to the stands. They're trying to catch it. I mean, if Mookie Betts catches it, it's one of the greatest catches of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he he robbed the guy last night. Very similar, but that catch in Game Four would have been even more amazing. It would have been one of the greatest catches of all time. Why is somebody texting me now? You're too popular, so, Matty Goldberg. So. You know, the Red Sox won in spite of Craig Kimbrell, which is funny because you live in Georgia, and he started in Atlanta. And um, uh, There was actually a pretty interesting matchup in game four. Um, the second to last out of that game was actually Brian McCann pitch hitting versus Craig Kimbrell. So that was a cool little Atlanta, this was your spawn kind of moment, you know? Yeah. Keep going. Um, Fuck. I hate this phone. I can never turn the sound off. I hate it. Anyway, yeah, that was Battery Mates. McCann started in Atlanta. Uh, Kimbrell was great in Atlanta. I thought he was terrible in the series. How many times do you kill a good team and your closer just stinks? I mean, he was terrible. Very rarely. The Red Sox are built for that, though. They're built for shootouts. Um this wasn't necessarily a good series. I expected Houston to put up more of a fight, but like I had predicted, Boston will move on to the World Series. So yeah. I just I just fixed my mind. Here's what I was going to say also. Give props to Jackie Bradley Jr. 
This is a guy that always they want to, you know, they trade and they're like, well, let us bat him ninth because he's so good on on defense. But he has a he has a little pop, and having him bat ninth is so dangerous because there's a guy that you're like, well, if we get the Jackie Bradley Jr. with guys on base, you know, we can get him out. But he was on, he was locked in, yeah. and he was getting fastballs and he was creaming fastballs. So in three games, he had nine RBIs. He had a big grand slam in game four or game three. He had a, a big hit in uh, game four, and then game two, he had a three a three run double. I mean, he was the MVP of the series. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox just hit. Uh, Altuve was probably playing at thirty percent and was still awesome. Oh, 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 he was hurt as hell. Yeah, all the, I mean, all the reports I mean, that was the coming out of uh, Houston are, and and, yeah. and and it's not like it's one of those, ah, uh, you know, like well, he's hurt. No, no, no. Like they're trying to make it. No, no, he was like, hurt. Yeah, no, he was really hurt. He was playing as he could barely run. He was still killing the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Astros came in a little hobbled. Alex Bregman is awesome. Another Jew, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Went to LSU, but he's Jewish. Um, I know that he went to LSU. He was part of the he's an emerging, Series team. He's an emerging star. Yeah. Um, you know, when you take away like Springer, Bregman, Altuve, and even Korea, the rest of the lineup is not that – you know, it, there's a lot of outs there. Yeah. And the Red Sox, bottom of the lineup, just fucking mashed the ball. Yep. I mean, their bottom of the lineup mashed it. And they were like, well, we, we're not the greatest pitching team. It's not like their starters locked down. No, no at all. They just they just out hit the Astros. They just mm-hmm. fucking out hit them. You know, there's a uh, real big paradigm or kism or or whatever you want to call it of people who um, think about baseball in the old fashioned sense of the word. Yeah. It's who plays your best nine hitters or your best nine defenders. And I always say your best nine hitters play because yep. you can, you can teach a monkey to play defense, but you need runs to win the game. That's exactly how Boston won this series. Um, yeah, they out-hit them. Winning, winning games slugged. eight to six, mm-hmm. ten to ten to four. You know, like that's that bodes well for a team who needs to hit the ball and will win hitting the ball like they do. No, I agree. I mean, the other series is totally different. Yeah, I, I kind of have a problem with Craig Council. We're doing this Friday, so. It's about an hour before the Dodgers play the Brewers in Milwaukee. Game six, Dodgers win. Fox gets Fox is just going to jerk off oh, if yeah. they get L.A. and Boston because those are two major markets. They want that so bad. It sucks for the Brewers because in the back of their mind, they're like, man, you know, everybody wants us to lose because, you know, it's, it's higher ratings. I don't know what Craig Council's doing. Sometimes with the lineup, you got a guy that's just killing you. Like you got a guy that's just a, uh, you know, just I'm talking about Aguilar, who I like. He seems like a good guy. He handled the Manny Machado thing like a champ. Mm-hmm. But I think he's like 0 for 16. He's left 30 guys on. He's batting cleanup. He's finding a lot of guys on base. And it's like, get him the fuck out of that spot. You're killing the team. I mean, how many more fucking guys can he leave on? And it's like what managers do is they're like, well, he's my guy. He got me here. I'm going to live and die with him. But it's like, no, the team worked too hard to let a guy that's slumping destroy you. Just get anybody in that spot. Um, a, a change of scenery for a guy can do wonders. You can kind of snap him, out, snap him out of a dry spell. And um, it's the playoffs. So it's guys like Jackie Bradley Jr. who usually wouldn't come through for his team. Yeah. You got to find a way to insert role players and 
juice your lineup. You know, like kind of squeeze them and milk the most production as you can out of the lineup. And I don't, I don't Fred Council has failed to do that. I don't have the numbers, but in the last two playoffs, I don't think Jackie Bradley got a hit. He's been in two playoff series before this. So Cleveland and then this this year, or our last year with the Astros, he might have gotten a hit, but he was probably batting like 0-50 or something. Yeah, he's, bat- he's, but, he's batting 100 on 30 plate attempts. Exactly. So he broke out, and the Brewers really need a guy to break out, and it, and it's hard to depend on. Ryan Braun is, you know, he's he's hitting singles. He doesn't hit home runs anymore. You know, Yelich, they're always going to pitch around. But Aguilar is, has been – he's found a lot of men on base. And you're just sitting there, and you're like, God damn, he's gonna, you know he's not going to bring anybody no. in. And it's just like, put anybody in that spot, Arcia, anybody, because you're killing the team, man. Y- you know, you got to hide him now. And, and a lot of times managers stick with their guys, and they're like, well, he's my guy. He got me here. He bats forth. You know, we're going to live and die with him. But they're dying with him. And these are close games that they could win. They should have won game four. They had every opportunity to win game four. Mm-hmm. Now they're down three to two. Now they're so the back this, against the wall. The series shifts back to home field advantage in Milwaukee tonight. Yep. Um, by the time you're hearing this podcast, this game will probably be over. But I like Maddie, the Brewers just, tonight. You like the Brewers tonight? I like the Brewers yeah. tonight, but to lose um, their final game. It's a great way to bet. They're they're home. They want revenge because the Manny Machado shit. You know, it's like they want you know revenge on Manny Machado. And it's even odds. Very rarely do you get a home or a home game when you have even fucking odds. Mm-hmm. So we're, I'm taking the Brewers tonight. I got a college football lock later, like a mortal stew finer of the West Coast, ready to roll. Lock Fuck it up, ready lock. to roll. Lock it up. I love you. Yeah. Um, like Clay, eat ass. I would be willing to bet that the Brewers win tonight. Um, and I have bet money that they will win tonight, but the yeah. Dodgers will definitely win Game Seven. That is. In... Let, let me let me ask you a question there, Con. What did you think about Craig Council's move to pitch Wade Miley for one batter and then take him out of the game? Now he did that because what Dave Roberts is doing is he puts an all righty lineup in, and what he does is if the pitcher gets knocked out early, he puts in his left-handed hitters. So Craig Council's like, all right. You're going to use a right-handed lineup. I'm going to use a lefty for one batter, take him out to fuck you, and then I'm going to bring in a right-handed pitcher. Um, is I that like, fair? Is that it's, gamesmanship? It's, it is gamesmanship. Um, it, it 100% is, and I like that aspect of it. But what I don't like is um, all the prep work that Wade Miley did for, what was it, game three? That, that he, well, he, really didn't, he didn't really do any prep work, though. He well, knew he was only going to face one batter in game five. But you still you still do more than zero, and I think it's unwarranted wear and tear on a pitcher to do that. I think it's good gamesmanship to make it. But, but the warm-up pitches that he had to take, um, pitches in between innings, right. you know, and like just the rigmarole of having to roll him out there for a start. Well, we'll find out tonight. I put a little money on the Brewers. Will, He's pitching tonight. We, we will, will find, find out, out tonight. On two two days of rest, it, it I'm, I may be overreacting and it may be fine, but I like the gamesmanship aspect of making Dave Roberts fuck with his lineup and take yeah. subs too early. You know, I, I like that aspect of it, but I don't like the wear and tear it's going to be on Wade Miley's arm. I mean, Dave Roberts. The one thing I don't like about him is he. I like. I mean, I know I just contradicted myself because I'm like get Aguilar out of the fourth spot, but Roberts never has a solid lineup. 
he most teams that are really good, like the Red Sox, are so good. And the reason why is because they never change their lineup. It's like everybody knows their role. Like their lineup is going to be the same as it was for every freaking game. Maybe they switch up the second baseman. You know, you got to play fucking Devers. I don't know why he wasn't starting in the first place. I love him. He's got to be a great player. I don't know why they want to trade him. He had a big home run yesterday, three-run homer off of Verlander. He's only like 21, 22 years old. Um, but they keep their lineup, and the Dodgers is just like, it just switches all the time. And then he's like pinch-hitting guys in the third inning because they switch pitchers. And just like let the guys like have some rhythm, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and move on from baseball. Me and Maddie both say that the Brewers will win tonight. And then I don't know. Anything goes in game seven. Anything yeah. goes. But I, I would say the Dodgers right. take it just just because of the fall of the cards or An the experience. roll of the dice or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But um, They kind of got their mojo back. Yes, and the do. sad thing is the Brewers let him get their mojo back. The Brewers let him back in. By the way, I'm looking at this tonight. You must be jerking off because literally in a half hour, I'm looking at this. I didn't know this. Golden State, the undefeated Warriors are playing the undefeated Utah Schmaz tonight. In Salt Lake City, going to be an awesome game. I am ready to dip my wet Hot pussy net. into that game. Your wet pussy. No, you my have pussy is, is getting moist over here, dude. Now the now, the spread is crazy. Two and a half points. Take Golden State. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? It's early in the yeah, season. Oh yeah. But but you're getting even money. I did, I mean, anytime you get even money for the Warriors, I mean they're just so much better than every other team. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see so much like LeBron James shit too. Uh, I think he's like every game is going to be on ESPN. It feels like. Yeah, it is. Um, so before we get real heavy into basketball, I want to tell you that I've been watching a Jewish show. I like to call it the Goldbergs. I watched, I watched the first three episodes at work the other day of Curb Your Enthusiasm. By the Larry best David. show on TV, my friend. You think so? I love it. Larry David's my favorite. His his awkward humor is extremely hilarious. Like the way you know like, you got to see Cohen. What? Go find the one where he takes a hooker to a Dodger game. He's got to use the carpool lane, so he finds a hooker on the side of the street so he can use the carpool lane. He takes her to a Dodger game. It's hysterical. No, it's funny. The the, the two that I remember, um, one of them, like, he has to write, like, an apology letter to, like, Kathy Griffin for, like, using her name, like, yeah. to his wife, you know. Like, he, he said, oh, well, that didn't mean anything, you sure. know, like – Yep. And he just the, the little white lies that he gets himself into trouble with, and the, his awkward humor is just hilarious. Like, well, it's so the, the well beauty received. of the show is he's honest, he's selfish, he doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. He he's just fuck. He's so not cool that he's cool. Like he's yeah. so not cool that he's cool. He's made being not cool and Jewish kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yep. There's another one that's a great one where the, he there's a rapper who keeps asking if he's the n like are you my n word. It's amazing. <laughs> you got to see that one. Uh, his name is Crazy Eyes Killer. And then he does a rap to Larry. He goes, what do you think of this? He's like, my bitch better do this. I'm going to fuck her in the face. It's just like that. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, you use, you use the word fuck too many times. Use another word instead of fuck. You got to see that one. That's Crazy Eyes Killer. 
I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. And he's showing his house. He goes, "I got this floor. I got floor shit in here. I got. (laughs) I want Asian shit. So I got Asian shit. Look at this Asian shit. It's great. Um, All right, so let's move into a little bit of NBA. Um, There are a few good games on tonight. Um, Knicks and Nets is going to be a pretty shitty game. The battle for New York. Kings versus Pelicans will be a blowout. Um, Celtics and Raptors is our one Eastern Conference marquee matchup. That's a major game. Well, everybody's on the, the top Raptors two now because they had a good first game. I, uh, I I don't like them as much as everybody everybody else does, you know. But you were saying they were going to suck, and Kyrie Leonard was awesome. He seemed mm-hmm. happy to be there. Uh, I think the Celtics are a better team. I don't know if they'll win tonight, but I think they're the better team in the long run. But Toronto's going to be improved, um, so it should be a good matchup. Um, the, it's at minus two right now for the Raptors. I took Celtics I got minus spread. three on ESPN. Okay. But uh, it's probably two, three. It depends on the book. Um, so a big line tonight, or a big spread tonight. Um, the Cavaliers covered the plus 13 for me the other night. What's um, the record? They probably haven't won yet, right? 0-1. Um, they're playing yeah, they're the Timberwolves, brutal, and they're eight-and-a-half-point dogs. On the road in Minnesota. I like Cleveland tonight to, to at least cover the spread. Is that your lock of the night? Uh, probably not. My lock of the night is probably the, the, probably the Pacers over the Bucks. Plus, they're plus four right now. Um, so you like the Pacers on the road? Yes, to at least cover the spread. The on Bucks, the Bucks home opener? It's always hard on the home opener. Yeah, and the Bucks do have a uh, top three coach in the NBA and Mike Budenholzer, but... Um, it's still a little bit early for the Bucks. The Pacers are very improved from last year. They even added a few free agents. I like the Pacers tonight, plus four. Does Quinn Snyder do a lot of cocaine? Um, there's actually a accusation. I, I'm pretty poorly versed in the specifics, but apparently whenever he was the head coach at Missouri, he was banging, he, he, was, bang, he, was, right. he was banging the sorority girls and the cheerleaders and like, there's rumors that he was into some coke and stuff. You know, like that he would he would drink heavily and do coke. Wow, all the time. he was having a good life, man. Coaching cool. a big time program, taking him to yeah. like the Sweet Sixteen, banging sorority girls. Let him do doing it. Doing coke, doing coke off their tits. Yep. I mean, come on. And now I he's know in we got to be progressive, man. But Quinn Snyder had the he had the '80s life going in the '90s or the 2000s. Yeah. Um. Golden State Warriors, the line that I have has moved to minus four for Golden State. Jazz. Everybody's on them because on ESPN, we still got minus two and a half. Yeah. um, I don't know. Let me look at Bavada. You know, I love home dogs. I just don't think Utah is going to do it tonight. Utah was three and one against the Warriors last year. They take a night off. I mean, that's the hard part about betting on basketball because a lot of times, like a good, you, you get the Warriors on the road somewhere and you're like, you know, they're. Minus seven over the T Wolves, and then they decide to take that night off. Yeah. So you never know on the road team when they take the night off. So I got on this. What game were you looking at? The spread changing? Um, it was Jazz Warriors. So on Bavada, it's minus three or plus three. Uh, Warriors are minus three. How often are the Warriors minus three? I mean, yeah, I would yeah. always assume they they're they're minus eight, maybe maybe seven, six times this year. Against, they'll be they'll the be within five of yeah. the spread. Crazy. Well, they're giving the Jazz a lot of respect. They respect Vegas respects the shitty Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. It, take out okay. the word shitty, and, and you got a bingo. You got you're all mad. That I said that. 
I got a college football lock, dude. All right, well, let's go over this last NBA game, Oklahoma sure. City versus the Clippers. Clippers are two-point favorites at home. They suck. Um, they did they're not look good a- the other night, even though their team has a good, good bit of young talent. Um, I'm a they suck. I'm a what do you call? It? I'm a retired Clippers fan. I cheered for the Clippers I before they go I cheered for the Jazz, but it's not looking good for them this year. They kind of. I they, told you they suck, and I hope yeah. they go twenty and sixty. Doc Rivers sucks. What team is the Sun on now? The Wizards. He's been traded. Yeah, he's Wizards. not. He's gonna suck. You'll see how bad he is now that he he doesn't get playing time. Um. So from just the games the other night, who looked good? Who didn't look good? I haven't really watched because I'm so into baseball and football. I will get into the NBA. I promise, just for this podcast and gambling. As soon as like baseball ends, I'll really start focusing on it. But I'm I'm keeping tabs on who's winning. I haven't watched. I do know that of course LeBron kind of fell apart in the second half. Only had eight points or something in the second half. Portland blew him out at the end, and he was just like, it's going to take time, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Lakers fans don't start, like, flipping out. It's new chemistry. When he was on the Heat, I remember they were, like, 0-3. Well, they, they, had, started, they started, like, 8-12. and 12. Yeah, so, so, so just relax, yeah, everybody. Yeah, I, I Don't I get your panties in a bunch. The Lakers will be fine. Uh, my last NBA note is that I think the NBA season will be what we all thought it would be. It would be a shit-fest fight. For the East, and then the West will be a fucking knockout, drag out, hard as hell fight for the five, six, seven, and eight seeds. There, yeah. a bunch of the teams in the West seem like they they can fight for that bottom tier of seeding. Uh-huh. Um, I just wish the NBA would go to the one through sixteen seeding instead of conference because we're losing out on a lot of competition. Uh, I agree, man. I mean. Unfortunately to me, I just know like I can predict the finals, and that sucks because yeah. I can't really predict the final in any other sport. Like I can't predict the NFL's final, but even as a uh, a casual NBA fan, I'm like, yeah, Warriors, Celtics, yeah, lock it down. Um, so you said you had a lock for tonight. I know that a bunch of people won't hear it because or, or for tomorrow night. Um, yeah. what's your lock for tomorrow night? I have a mortal lock. This spread is ridiculous. Take North Carolina State plus 17 and a half. Clemson is good. They're not Clemson of last year. They're not Clemson of two years ago. They're not Clemson of three years ago. That's way too high. They barely beat Syracuse at home. They struggled. They're not the same team. They are not the same team. These spreads are, they're giving them like Alabama type spreads. They're, they're barely winning these games. Yep. 17 and a half is ridiculous. This is a lock, dude. Mm-hmm. This is a mortal fucking lock. This is not a Thomas Penland fucking Colorado State you know, Hawaii. Colorado State bullshit. I love you, Thomas, but you're no Stu Finer. You know what I'm saying? This is a mortal fucking lock. Write it down in pen and then take it to Hollywood Boulevard and get a, if, a star made out of this If I'm wrong about lock. this game, I'll do something stupid on the next podcast. Okay. Deal. I'll lick your taint when I meet you. Okay. All right. I'll buy a you know first-class ticket you know to L.A. Is? Yeah, it's you the, know what the taint is? It's like the area it's between area. your back pussy and your balls. Yeah, well, I don't have a pussy. I got a, I got a 12 pussy. inch. Yeah. Where the poop comes but out. But take NC State 17 and a half. You, I better, you better screenshot that you took it tomorrow or Saturday, tomorrow. Okay. You better fucking screenshot it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. So there's two games on tonight. Um, 
Colorado State plus 23 and a half, I think. Um, yeah, I don't want to touch him ever again because Thomas Pinlin kind of drew you off of him. Like, I don't even know what to think because I'll be like, fuck Colorado State. They fucked me big time. And then they'll fucking cover. They'll win the game outright. This so, game is such a blowout. There's not even a money line on this At game. 9 o'clock, it'll be Colorado State versus Boise State. The, the spread's at 23 and a half. I took Colorado State just to just for fun and the over. Yep. And then the late game is Air Force at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. UNLV. Um, UNLV is nine and a half point dogs at home. I might throw a bet on that whenever I get off the podcast because I love home dogs. Well, there you go. You're, you're really getting into gambling this year. I love it. Mm-hmm. I've turned you into degenerate. This is the Daily Degenerate Podcast. When you lose all your money, you can tell your, you can blame your parents on me. Yeah, but the, you won. You kicked ass. You won a big parlay on the, the Sunday. Pa- the past two weeks, I've been I've been kind of white hot, to be quite honest with you. You've been stew fining it up. What do you think of Michigan, Michigan State? Uh, Wolverines are minus seven, but on the road. They're not great on the road. They're great at home. But I do like Michigan to win that game. I do like them to make a big run. I think I'm being kind of biased because I'm a Wolverines fan, but – if they win out, they will probably make it into the playoffs. Yep. Especially the way that it's been going it, with Georgia losing. Yeah, because Ohio State will probably be undefeated, and then that matchup will kind of be like a playoff game to mm-hmm. get into the playoffs to get that final spot. I agree. I'm going to say Clemson's going to lose a game before this ends. Um, I think Notre Dame will probably win out. I think they'll get in. So we're looking at – Alabama, Georgia's now like on the outside. On the fringe. Maybe a weird team like Florida might sneak in. Maybe LSU. LSU, LSU more so than Florida, but I see where your head's at. But somebody weird's going to sneak in that we don't expect right now. I, th- I think that NC may be State the Notre Dame is, team. NC State is 5-0. and I'm not saying they're going to make it. I'm saying they're, this weekend. They're going to give they're going to give Clemson a hell of a game. This is I don't know how the spread could be 17 and a half. I would think it would be seven. Yeah. I would think it would be anywhere from seven to 11, you know? Especially Clemson barely beats Syracuse at home. They've had all types of weird quarterback problems. Should have lost to Syracuse. They barely – they should have lost to Texas Mm A&M. They're not the same team as they were a year or two ago. They're a good team, but they're not like – you know, they're not fucking destroyers. Um, so one of the good SEC games that we have this weekend is Vanderbilt versus Kentucky. Kentucky's 12.5-point favorites at home. Um, I like Kentucky that? on the spread. And really? I also like that game to hit the over. That's um, a high spread there, Cohen. It is. It is. I think Kentucky um, is going to rebound for their loss last week against A&M. Yeah. Did they lose to A&M last weekend? Yep. Yeah, in overtime. Yep. Um, but that's a high spread. Can they really blow out a team? Like, I think they win, but I don't know if they're going to blow out See, a team. You, you may have a point because Benny Snell will have so many carries. But, I mean, they got to um, blow them out. 12 I, points is a lot. I, I, I like two full scores. I like, I like a 14, 13-point game. Kentucky beats Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, Virginia at Duke. Duke is seven-point favorites at home. I'm really thinking about buying back the half point and getting Virginia plus seven and a half. Okay, your Virginia's had a good season. So is Duke. Um, what do you think of LSU number five versus Mississippi State? I like LSU big in this game. They destroyed Georgia. They're going to be really good at home. They're getting it's six and a half. I think they win by 13, 14. I think they mm, they play like they did last week. 
I won't touch that game. Um, if you put a gun in my head, I'd probably agree with you, though. Yeah. I, I'm just um, saying the big LSU, game, I just don't want to be the victim of the game that they start slipping up, you know? I'm going to say please, people. NC State is the lock of the century. I'll put it up tomorrow on my Instagram. I'll put it up on my Twitter. Usually when I do that, I lose. I have this thing like if I don't put the pick up, I win. But Sunday morning, I put up, you know, Seattle big. Put all your money on Seattle. Raiders suck in L and and uh, Oakland. They suck in Vegas. They suck in England. They internationally suck. And I was Raiders like three points is ridiculous. Right and it was a shit fire. When we get to the NFL, we got to talk about the one trade. Yes, um, it's very rare for trades of this block magnitude, you could say, to go down this late in the year. And that's a paradigm this late in the year. But, you know, like the trade deadline's in like two weeks or three weeks, I think, for the NFL. Um, So Carlos Hyde went to the uh, Jaguars. Jaguars. Um, (laughs) Alabama and Tennessee face off this weekend in Tennessee and Knoxville. Um, Plus 21 and a half is Tennessee. At home. Um, See, you know what they're saying? They're saying Tennessee's getting better. Because, like, 21 points is a lot of respect to Tennessee. As, they're as getting better each 28 week. 28 and a half is what it and is. I think, I'm thinking about taking Tennessee. They're also thinking that maybe that two is not playing because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. So that would change things. Like, if Hurts plays, it's a whole different oh, game. Oh, oh, if Hurts plays and, and, the, and the line was at 14 and a half, I'd take it. Just because yeah. Hurts doesn't like, – he's not so explosive. He's just a game manager. You know, like, he – yeah, he plays inside a, a box. I don't really think he, I don't. I mean, he's a good college quarterback, but I think he's been exposed in big games to be not very good. Um, but against Tennessee, he should be fine. Yeah. But with Tua, Tua just destroys teams. So like he just dismantles. Are me and you gonna ride the? Um, who was it? Lovey Smith at, at at Illinois. Are we gonna ride the Lovey Smith train this, this weekend? I'm off them because I had him for Penn State. I was they were beating Penn State and then they just fell apart. I think Wisconsin bounces back. I mean the spread is so high. Yeah, it's fifty six. I would. I mean twenty five. I take the over on that because Wisconsin is going to put up points. Illinois has got a solid offense and Illinois has a terrible defense. Mm-hmm. So that could get like forty five thirty or forty five twenty. Like I definitely see that. I will probably bet the over on that game. I don't know what Wisconsin was doing against Michigan last week. They have a great running back, a Heisman-type running back, and it's like third and two. Their quarterback is terrible. And on third and twos, they're trying to pass the ball. And it's like Michigan could not stop their running back. I don't forget his name. He's awesome. I forget. Maybe you can give me his name. Talking to me? I'm talking to you. What's the running back? You're talking to me? You talking to me? Guy. That's from Taxi Driver. Um, you got to see all the curbs, dude. You got to just like get yeah. all the curbs and watch them. There are some fantastic ones. There's one where they go to a Palestinian chicken place, even though they're Jewish. And they're like, if you're having an affair, this is the best place for a Jewish person to take his mistress. Bradrick Shaw then, is the running back you were looking for. Yeah, and then they see like one of their friends cheating on the wife like like two of their best couple friends like a guy yeah. and a girl together of course you know because it's a palestinian place it's funny as fuck um do you know anyone who's palestinian because i know there's like a big feud between well, Jews and palestinians Nah, we're all good i mean i had an uber driver the other day that was like 
Muslim that was ready to say some crazy Jewish shit. <laughs> I asked you if I was Jewish. I'm like, gulp. He's like, oh, I'm Muslim. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I go, as long as you're nice, I'm nice. Who gives a fuck? Let's just all be nice people. That's all that matters. I'm not really religious. I used to work with a kid who's Palestinian is the reason I ask. It's, it's, yeah. it's like the only person that I know who's Palestinian. Look, everybody's good people. Everybody, I love everybody. It doesn't really matter, you know? Just be decent. That's all I ask. I don't, I think religious, religion separates us. I wish there was less religion. I just like, be a good person. I like your Braves windbreak. Thank you. What are you drinking? Beer. You excited? You psyched for the jazz? I am. I am very hype. How um, many TVs you got going on there? I've got three right now. I might go so, to four. So we have the Brewers uh, and then the Jazz on? Yes. And then I'll probably pick one more game just to throw on for fun. Yeah, the, like Illinois or something. Well, yeah. that's Saturday. Um, but Not the college game tonight. You Maybe like my the, lock? Yes, I do. I do like it. Let, let's get through these last like three games that we got. Okay. Um, Auburn at Ole Miss. Auburn, Auburn is four-and-a-half-point dogs. I might like Ole Miss to cover the four-and-a-half at home. Yeah, um, I mean, Auburn's just a mess right now. So, I I would agree. Stidham's not what we thought he was, and uh, Malzahn is kind of getting hot that's in his a pants. Hard, that's a hard place to coach, man. It is. It is. The fans expect so much, but their recruiting class they, gives they you want, almost very They want little. Crimson Tide expectations. With a, with a Tennessee recruiting class, you know? Like, yeah. It's like if you coach for LSU – or Auburn, they want you to be fucking, oh, take your shirt off. They want you to have, like, Alabama Crimson Tide success, and it's not easy. No, it's not. This is, like It's truly a dynasty, and we, we see dynasties yeah. very rarely in, in Even sports. Georgia. Like, everybody's like, oh, Georgia's just going to be on top every year now. And now it's – it's they shit the bed, and now they're in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. they could easily lose this week. Um, That's a huge game, by the way. So um, – USC, who has been awful this year at Utah, um, take Utah minus seven, and I would bet the over on this game, even though I'm USC gonna go is still with, found it. I'm going to USC to cover. To cover I the think, seven? Are you going to buy back the half wins. point? I think Utah wins by a field goal. Oh. Um, yeah, the thing about USC is when you think they're dead and gone, they play a hell of a game. They come out of nowhere, and they shock you, and they fuck you. Like when USC, you think they're done. They win like five in a row, and then they lose their ball game. But this is a game where you, everybody's got them counted out, and then they play a great game. Just saying, they have a pattern. And then our so last college careful. game is Nevada at Hawaii. It'll what, be the, the midnight game, which is why it's wacky. I'll probably take some uh, money on this. You're a real degenerate if you're, and, what, if you're um, betting on that. The spread is kind of small. It's uh, Hawaii minus three. They're at home, and it's a midnight game. I think it's like fucking – Whatever time it is in Hawaii, like it's a wacky time. So I think teams would be, be hard to play there. And um, it'd be 7 p.m. Yep. Jet lag will set in. I think Hawaii covers the minus three and then some. Take Hawaii. What I was going to ask you is uh, will you, I'm going to be getting up at six in the morning to watch Sunday. the Titans at the Charter versus the Chargers in London. Yeah. I'll be, um, I'll set my alarm. It's minus alarm. seven right now. Yeah, the Chargers. The Chargers have been great on the road this year. They've and been this is uh, far on the road. Yeah, it's a long road trip, but they always win. They're winning. I I predict that they have a good year. I think they beat the bad teams. I think they do what they did last week. 
I think they win 27-7. I whoever think the Titans do, who, are who, Whoever in Vegas tried to sell me that bullshit of no spread, straight pick them between Cleveland and the Chargers, shame on you. That was the easiest money I won all week, okay? Yeah. Shame I mean, on C- fucking you. Seattle minus three, come on. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty easy too. I know they were going to kill the Raiders. And Ravens minus three. I yeah. hit the, I, Sunday was the greatest gambling day I've ever had last me Sunday. You, me and you did have good days on Sunday, didn't we? And you know, I, we lucked out because fucking Dan Quinn one of the dumbest decisions to have Matt Bryant kick a fifty-seven yarder. Wasted his he, leg. If he misses that kick, ball. I mean, Tampa Bay gets the ball at like the fifty. Yeah. Atlanta hasn't stopped anybody. They can kick a field goal, and win the game. One of the dumbest decisions ever. That helped us out because yeah, I was like, Atlanta's gonna win by two, but I'm gonna be fucking pissed because the spread was three, and that kick won us the game. Mm-hmm. And now Bryant's out for probably a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for the rest of the year. The Falcons have signed Gregorio Tavecchio. Who wasn't bad last year. Kicker. Um, he, he was definitely top shelf in terms of backup kickers and options to bring in. So I'm not upset at all about that. He's not bad. I mean, there's guys that are hanging out that are, that are you know, we're getting down to the bottom of the barrel. You don't want Blair Walsh. Uh, he's not bad. So... He's not Matt Bryant, though. He's not Matt Bryant. So I, I, I just got a breaking news alert from Jeremy Kuhn um, about our next game that we're going to cover. He said that he had a lock for me. This is the Jeremy Kuhn Tostillo's Pizza slash Hot Pockets Pepperoni Pizza lock of the week. And that is? Jeremy says, take the Bears spread at home against the Patriots, which is three and a half right now. Are you buying Crazy. It? No. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The Bears, game, the Bears the... got embarrassed by Brock Osweiler last week. I, I can got to see them coming out with a chip on their shoulder this week and winning. Yeah, but the Patriots are, are running. They're, like, running on high cylinder, you know. It's tough. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady sometimes. It really is. Unless you have a real good gut feeling. Um, but if you go for the Bears, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. The Patriots yeah. have a lousy defense. But... You know, when Tom Brady's going and he's hot and he's got all these weapons now, and now Sony Michael, Michelle, Sony Michelle, he's he's starting to run downhill. Mm. So now they got this good young running back. The Georgia running both, backs are about to take over the league. I know Chubb looks awesome. Gurley, Chubb, Hyde. and Michelle all. Carlos Hyde got traded year. to the Jags, mm-hmm. which means it's going to open up. It's going to open up the carries for Chubb and Duke Johnson mm-hmm. and uh, Chubb especially. Chubb's the man now. Yeah. But Hyde is going to help the Jaguars mm-hmm. because uh, Fournette's hurt, and I like Hyde. He's on both of my fantasy teams. He's, he's done very well. So mm-hmm. it's a good trade, both teams. So uh, um, speaking not, of I'm the not, Browns. I'm going to take the Patriots, though. You got the Patriots? The I'll take the Bears. Um, and I'll, the, the over-under is at 49.5. I might go under just for fucking shits and giggles, you know? I'd go over. Well, just to rival you, looks like I'll go under. I'm just thinking that the Bears have a, you know, the Patriots' defense sucks. Yeah, they suck. So the and the Patriots now can score. Their offense is ready to go, especially with Edelman. They got weapons now. When you get these weapons, it changes the game because the first few weeks, Rob Gronkowski was like getting beat up at the line. Now with Josh Gordon, with Julian Edelman, you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. Nope. So now everything opens up for him. 
it's like everything just opens up. No more Philip Dorsett. No more yeah, Cordell Patterson, who's really no more a, Rex a Burkhead. I mean, he's on the IR, yeah. but no, no now more adding to force Rex Burkhead guys. the ball. Yeah. Um. So our next game, which is going to be one of the most competitive or lack thereof games of the season, Cleveland Browns versus Tampa Bay Bucks. It's at it's in Tampa Bay. Bucks are minus three and a half. Am I, I like crazy for trying to pick rebound. the Browns? I'm 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 riding the Bucks. I think the Browns' little magic is over now. I think they're going to start losing like they did last week. I think the Bucks are going to rebound. Uh, take the Bucks big here. Probably one of my better best bets, the Bucks big. Um, my heart tells me to go with the Browns in this one because Tampa Bay has been so bad the past three weeks. Um but I definitely could see what you're saying. The Bucks will bounce back. Um, if you put a gun to my head, I'll probably take the Browns. Plus three and a half. All right. We disagree on a lot of shit this week. Mm-hmm. So what about Lions at Dolphins? It'll be Brock Osweiler getting the start again this week. The Lions come into town. Uh, Dolphins are plus three. I actually I, like the Lions. Even though I love home dogs, I do like the Lions to win this game. I, outright. I see another crazy game where the Dolphins win. I see him being the cardiac Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I see it like going back and forth, and I see Brock Isles are actually playing good, and then people are like, "What the fuck is?" Osweiler is fine, but you just can't put too much on his shoulders, like Denver tried to do. No, but you and know what? Like Houston he did the job. He got the job done. He's kind of coming in like confident, huh? and I'm gonna take the fish. So, um, Panthers at Eagles. This is going to be a real crazy game, and the spread says What's so. Spread? Um, five and a half, minus five and a half for the Eagles. The, the Panthers are so bad on the road. They are. You know, how do you lose to the Redskins? I don't care, home or road. I'll take Philadelphia. I think they've kind of found the rhythm last week, even though it was the Giants. But I'm going to fly with the Eagles on this one. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, I guess I'll t- – I hate to disagree with you just for the sake of disagreeing with you, but I really feel like five and a half is a little bit too big of a spread for the Panthers anyway. It is a big spread. I'm, th- I'm thinking about taking the Panthers and the over. All right. Um, so Bills versus Colts. Bills wow. are plus seven and a half. Um, this, is a, this is a crazy game because Frank Reich is the coach. He was a great backup quarterback on the Bills. He, he, he quarterbacked the 35-3 comeback. Which I remember watching. I don't think you were alive. In what time frame was that? In the half? And Probably 92, 93. No, but I'm talking about in the game. Like In the third up. quarter, the Houston Oilers were no longer exist. Yep. And a, and a wild card playoff game were beating the Bills 35-3. to The Bills actually took the lead 38-35. Wow. And then the Oilers came back, kick a field goal, and then the Bills went overtime. Wow. But it is the greatest comeback, one of the greatest games I've ever seen. I mean, thirty-five-three. That it makes twenty-eight-three nothing. Yeah, I, I wish I people remembered that that game more than the Falcons game. Well, people did. I mean, it was ninety-two. Maybe I was in tenth grade. I remember it was growing up in New York. It was snowing. I remember trying to play basketball in the third quarter because it was such a blowout. And then somebody goes, "Holy shit, it's thirty-eight-seventeen!" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna go in and at least check this big, out." I was a Warren Moon fan, so I liked the Oilers. Yeah. And you're just you just watched them like it was just like sad to are they watch. The, are they the Texans now? Is, is that what the franchise? No, they're the Titans. The Titans. Okay. Okay. 
And then the Houston Texans are the Houston Texans. But they were the Titans. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, Steve McNair, who died. Air he McNair. Played in, yeah, he played in Houston for a while. Eddie George, maybe a year or two before they moved to Tennessee. I was about to say, Eddie George played mostly in Tennessee, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Eddie George, from what I can watch videos online and check out the message board and the forums and Reddit and Facebook and all the different communication ways that people talk about football. seems like Eddie George was very underrated. Like he was just a physical specimen and doesn't get the recognition that he deserved. He doesn't get the recognition because everybody just gushed over Steve McNair. Mm-hmm. But he deserved getting more recognition than he did. He was great in the Super Bowl. That was one of the greatest games I ever saw. I think it was 99. Are you alive then? Yes, three years old. Depend, so, yeah. Depending on the month. I was about three or greatest four Greatest show on turf versus the upstart Titans. I think it was like 12 or 19 to nothing in the third quarter, and then the Titans ended up tying it. And then Warner threw a bomb to Isaac Bruce. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you probably saw the highlights of the Titans getting stopped on the one-yard line. Literally on the fucking half-yard line. It was very exciting. It was awesome. Yeah. Steve McNair was just awesome in the second half. It was a great Super Bowl. Um, so Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs are seven point favorites. Is that a little Bengals bit are big? A tough fire. Is, is that is no. that a little bit big for how good the Bengals have been lately? Maybe because the Chiefs defense has been kind of spot. You know, like they've been yeah. giving big plays up and they got destroyed by the Patriots. But I think the Chiefs bounce back. I think they're for real. I think they'll cause a turnover or two to like cover the spread. And it's one of those things where they have this confidence that they lose a tough game. And then they're like, next week we're just going to go in there and take care of fucking business. And I think they win by 10. But it's a game I wouldn't touch. Like, I don't yeah, see Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can touch this game. If you made me, I'd take the Chiefs, but don't make me, please. It's a very tough game to bet on. Um, if you're going to do anything, I would go maybe Chiefs money line and then over. Exactly. It's, 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 it's at 58 and a half. That is kind of big. That's kind of scary. What I like to do in games like this is I, I find like five teams that have easy games the first games of the week, and I put 20 bucks on a parlay, all of them money line. And you can double your money. Yeah. So, so last week I bet the Vikings. I bet, uh, well, I bet like the Jets, the Vikings, and two other teams money line. Chargers, and Falcons, like, and somebody else. Yeah, and I, I, got, I made money. And then I had a big real parlay, Ravens, Falcons, and Seahawks. Mm-hmm. 15 bucks, all on the spread. 100 bucks right there, just like you. You hit a big parlay too. Yeah, we kicked ass Sunday. We did our our NFL picks. I I think I was like eight and two on NFL. Picks I lost last one week. game. The Vikings at halftime, which Kirk Cousins fucked up. He fumbled. Yeah, but uh, I hit the Rams, Broncos under, and then I I had the Ravens on so much stuff minus three, and that was just easy money. Like yeah, that gave they it to up, you. Yeah, that game was just a blowout from the beginning. So it was a wonderful Sunday. So I um, hit the Red Sox money line. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The baseball helped helped me out uh, two nights ago as well. I won about 140 bucks off of. Has the Jazz the started yet, or is that? No, nah, that's a, that's a late game. Um, uh, tonight isn't it start? Oh no, it's at 7:30. Maybe your time. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was starting now. My bad. Nope. Um. So our next game is Vikings at Jets. Vikings are are only four point favorites in New in Jets have New Jersey. So much, um, I guess it's New Jersey, not New York anymore. The Jets um, are so improved; it's scary. This still, 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 game. give me the Vikings minus four, though. Come on, like I don't, I'm not buying that. 
Well, the Jets are the Jets always beat the Vikings. I I, I wouldn't touch this game, but I it got into my head. I'll take the Vikings. Okay, but the Jets are good. Um, the under is kind of small at forty six and a half. I may take the over on that one if I if I don't want to touch the spread. Vikings money line and then over. Something about Darnold, like he just he's hitting these dimes, like he's throwing these bombs, and these guys are catching them. Yep. Um, Texans at Jaguars. Texans plus four and a half. Jaguars minus four and a half. Over unders at forty one. What do you like? Um, you probably like Jags, don't you? I think the I think when you lose a really shitty game, we're come seeing back this the next like, week tougher. The next week you come out like gangbusters if you have mm-hmm. talent. I would agree. With I, that. I don't like how the Texans are playing. They should have killed the Bills. That was a game, and I put a money line. On the Texans, they're down, and I'm like, how the fuck can you lose to the fucking Bills at home? This is a game that if you want to be contenders, you want to win your division, you got to win this game easily. Outright. They they needed Nathan Peterman to win this game, which is crazy that, like, you actually need another guy from the other team to win. Yep. So I'm taking the Jags. I like the Jags big in this game. This is a game where the coach is like, you know, things are going to change if we don't win this game. We looked like shit last week. We're, we're going to go back to being fucking serious. Take the Jags big in this. So um, a side note on that Colts-Bills game, Colts at home, the Bills yeah. actually will not start Peterman. They will start Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson ex-Carolina quarterback. Yeah. Does that I change mean, your I like, opinion? I like the Colts. I like the Colts too, but set, minus 7.5 is big for that. It is big. So um, we have four more games to go over. Saints at Ravens. Ravens minus two. Give me the Saints all damn day. Minus plus two. Come on now. Saints, come on. The Saints are a damn good. good offense. You just don't know with the the uh, bye if they're going to come in a little like sloppy and you know they've been partying for two weeks. Dan Quinn's not their head coach. They don't they don't but, lose bye weeks. Yeah, I think Saints will be fine. I think Saints will win. They're great at home. They're they're kind of like the Patriots where they start out slow now, like they go two and two. Once they hit and their now stride, they're just like, yep. they hit their stride. Um, so I like Saints plus two on the road. Um, and the over unders at forty nine and a half. Um, maybe give me that over because I'm feeling froggy. Yeah, I take the over on that. So Cowboys at Redskins NFC South or NFC East matchup. Um, Cowboys plus one and a half. This is crazy because this used to be the biggest rivalry in it football, did. It did. and it just doesn't have any kind of Cowboys versus part. Indians. What do you mean? This is this is the game that you played as a kid in, in football. Yeah, but there's not that spark that you know, ten, twenty years ago. This game was like war. Like this was Ravens Steelers, you know, Bengals Steelers. This had like a real like lust to it, a real excitement, and now it's just like eh. Like I'm not too excited about this game. No, it's just oh, another all. game. The only the only thing that the Redskins have going for them is that they're like the top three in scoring defense. Their offense is almost anemic. They can move the chains, kick field goals. That's about it. Um, mm-hmm. To be to be quite honest with you, man, I like the Cowboys to win this game because they looked very good last week. If they can dial up any sort of the same plays that they do, they will win this game. Yeah, I like the Cowboys. I think they really kind of found their stride, and they're going to go back to running. I think being the Jaguars was big. I'm not oh, a big Redskins huge. guy, but the Redskins like surprise you at home. You know, last like, year's they, Redskins, I loved them. Yeah, a because they had fucking three guys from Tulane on the roster, but well, B because they had Kirk Cousins. You know, like that really does a lot for you. But now that they've replaced Kirk Cousins with Alex Smith and lost some depth on defense, 
Um, yeah, the defense looks to be improved from last year, but the offense is not at all. It's taken two steps no. back. So I like the Cowboys in this game, plus one and a half on the road. Rams at 49ers. I like to call this the Battle of New Mexico, the Cholo Bowl, whatever you want to and, call it. And what's the spread on this one? Minus nine and a half for the Rams. They take are in the San Rams. Fran, but take the Rams. They will murder Don't the be 49ers. fooled. Don't be fooled by last week that the 49ers played the Packers tough. The Packers are the Packers off. suck too. Take the Rams. The Rams will bounce back. Uh, they, the Rams left a lot of touchdowns. They let Denver get a backdoor cover. Not going to happen this week. The Rams are going to win big. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the over-unders at 52 and a half. I still like the under in that game. I love the over on this one. Um, I think that, I think that once LA scores, it goes to 24 to three, they'll kind of start running the ball and bleeding clock. The Rams have given up points. The Rams have given up a lot of points. They have, even though their defense seems to be really star-studded and improved, they have been giving up points. But a lot uh, of points. I, I like the under for this game. 49ers can't put together two good offensive performances in a row. Yeah. Well, so we disagree there. My favorite game of the week, and maybe one of the weirdest games of the week, is my Atlanta Falcons at home on Monday night, hosting the New York Football Giants. Falcons are minus four right now. What do you like? I like the Falcons. Ugh. I'm going to take the Falcons here, but. Not happily. I don't trust them. I just don't. I don't. I don't want to go too big on them. I think the Giants are a mess. I don't think they like figure it out and come out like gangbusters. I think the Falcons offense is too good. I think the Giants. We'll really see how bad the Falcons' defense is because the Giants' offense is a mess. Well, the Falcons really don't match up well against what's going on. Um, our run defense, we're probably bottom two in the league in run defense, and Saquon Barkley will, will have a field day. But I'll tell it to you, like Hugh Douglas, um, a guy on, on Atlanta radio, used to play tight end for the Eagles, um, told me, didn't tell me specifically, but told me in my fucking car as I was driving to work this morning, that the only way the Falcons will lose this game, barring the offense tripping and falling on its own shoelaces, the only way the Falcons will lose this game is if we allow Eli Manning to look like the Eli Manning of old. And that's never going to happen. He's he's done. If that he's happens, we will lose the game. Done. If that does not happen, we'll win this game. D-O-N-E, done. Give me Falcons minus four. Um, and the over-under is kind of high. It's at 54 and a half. I feel like kind of taking the under, really. Well, the Giants have really, you know, their defense is a lot of holes. Yep. Olivier Vernon I mean, could not play this week as well, even though they just got him back. I'm trying to give you an NFL lock real fast before we get off. I'm taking a look. I'm taking the, the spreads are tough this week. Let me tell you. I mean, My- I think the. My NFL lock. I think the Buccaneers is the, my lock of the week. Saints at Ravens, plus two, is my lock of the week. Saints win on the And road. I like the Rams. On um, Bavada, it's minus 10. So it's wow. keep, it, it'll probably keep going up. Yeah. I mean, they're tough games this week. There are. The last week, this I This is going to be a good games, NFL week. And I like the Jags big over the Texans. I know they've been awful, but I like them to rebound big. I don't like them I like big. The I like them, though. Too. It's 41. So, is that it? Um, in terms what of is, fantasy, um, I think I'm three and three in the TDDP league. 
I'm one and five. I lo- I lost in our other league by a by point one points. You had two awful losses. Mm-hmm. I think I'm five and one. One and five and five and one bipolar. I have I have Sony Michelle in that league and I'm ready to start him. Let's go. Like I haven't played him. I should have played him last week. I made what's a mistake. What's your man uh, say? Roll it up. I'm gonna play him and he's gonna uh, he's gonna help me big time. Let's I get think going. He's gonna be a star to Patriots. Roll it up. Yep. Um, ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. 15, 15, 30. That's right. So, um, in terms of players, don't fucking listen to us when we talk about fantasy. Go fucking listen to Matthew Barry. He knows what he's talking about. We don't. I have no comment. Fantasy's tough. Fantasy's fantasy. tough, especially like they tell you guys to look out for, and then you try to relay that information on, and then guess what? Well, well, he was hurt. You know, like Randall Cobb well, had like, to step back in practice like, on Friday. Like, you know, on DraftKings, you can get like Antonio Callaway for mad cheap. Yeah. And he can score two touchdowns and 100 yards, or he can catch one pass for six yards. And you don't know which week he's going to do that. But one week he's just going to blow up. And then the next week he's going to catch two passes for 13 yards. Yep. Fantasy, there's no real science to it. Nope. It's really hard to predict who's going to blow up one week and who's not. Get lucky. You can go have listen, a guy in a tough matchup. Go listen matchup. to fucking Field Yates and Matthew Berry. Don't listen to us. Yeah. I mean, you can have a guy in the toughest matchup with the toughest D and like a running back, and he gets three touchdowns. I'll, tell, I'll tell you this: start Matt Ryan against Giants defense. I mean, you know, I like, agree. That's that's. I mean, there, there's only gimmies, you know, and those are so easy. Like once you get into the, into the meat of your lineup, like it's kind of hard to tell tell me who over who, you know. Uh-huh. NFL games, like like Mike Tyson said, or Muhammad Ali, or whoever said it, every, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and that's how NFL games go. So there's no real science to it, like you said. It's just how the game flows, you know. You know it, homie. You know it. Maddie, sign off it. so we can get the hell out of here. and I can Watch more Kirby Enthusiasm. Enjoy the, the weeks today. My mortal lock of the week. Take NC State plus 17 and a half over Clemson. Put everything on it. Put your fucking mortgage on it. Your fucking house on it. You know, put everything. Go to the blood bank. Get us, Donate as much blood for money. Plasma. Fucking have a garage sale. Sell all your shit and put it all on NC State, and you're going to be in steak and lobster for the next few months. It is a blood bank, stone cold, Stouffer's Pizza, Pizza, French bread, lock. Find me on Twitter at Matty Goldberg1, on Instagram at Matty Goldberg. Cohen, take it away, and thank you guys for being patient because we were a little late on this episode. We were. We were about a day late and a dollar short. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Facebook, Cohen Hughes, Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes, Snapchat, Reddit, all the other things except for Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Um, this has been episode 28, Venti Ocho of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. Thanks for listening.